Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Good morning. It is Tuesday, October 25th, and trending this hour, Adidas. They have ended their partnership with Yeezy. They say it could cost them $246 million not to do business with Kanye West anymore. Also trending, Netflix. They're changing their policy on password sharing. They're going to start charging people to share accounts. And finally trending, LeBron James. A podcaster has accused LeBron James of cheating on his wife. LeBron and his wife, Savannah, have been together for years. He's routinely applauded for being very visible, family man, husband, father to the children. However, this podcaster says that he is a rabid cheater. It is six minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Don't know if you saw it. But MSNBC had themselves a little panel the other day. They had a reporter sitting very far away from the panel. It was six feet plus. And on the panel were Trump supporters, and they were talking about January 6th. And this took place in Pittsburgh. Yes, this is so great. So they did it in Pittsburgh. It's Pennsylvania. It's a swing state. And what we have been telling you for months is that no one outside of Washington, D.C., or someone who already loathed Trump cares at all all about January 6th or this stupid committee. And we told you from the word go when they put this thing together and it was, oh my gosh, it's going to be all this earth shattering information and this and that and people's lives will be changed and how the Trump tried to single-handedly overthrow the, you know, the, the Republic. And what this group of people shows, and I love this, and this clip is longer than audio we normally play, but I wanted to play the whole thing for people to hear because MSNBC sat down with a focus group of Trump people and this lady who is doing the focus group Mm -hmm. is like totally floored that they are not going along with her, that they're pushing back on her, that they're telling her where they disagree with her. It is the greatest thing ever and I believe the majority of people in this country believe the way that these people believe this is so great and I hope every Democrat hears this and I hope every Democrat realizes nobody outside of Washington DC or your little Trump hater club cares at all about January 6th go Doug Mastriano was at the insurrection and he was photographed breaching one of the restricted areas Is that okay? Which area? Because I saw a video where Capitol officers were taking away barriers and unlocking doors. doors. So, I mean, they opened the gates. So it shouldn't be disqualifying for an elected official if they participated in January 6th. He didn't didn't strike anybody. He didn't hurt anybody. And the only one that died was a protester there, not a Capitol police. Unarmed female veteran. That's the only one that died. That's the only one who died. A police officer did die. No, it was a stroke. 
that's not, not on site. Caused by that, that's because right. he shouldn't have been a police officer. It was one woman. So, what do you him. make though overall of January sixth? I mean, it was watching that footage. It was pretty disturbing. I mean, there were people throwing excrement at the walls, and it was our, you know, it's the Capitol. That it looked a lot true. like Antifa's actions. Yeah, it looked a lot, of, <laughs> except on a much smaller scale. It looked the same as the Black Lives Matter riots. That's it's what I saw. The similarities to around be. the country, Minneapolis not just one. Burns, Kenosha. Burns. But so it's okay Waukesha just because burns. just because I, one side that you no. just. With. I'm it's saying okay. Antifa no, infiltrated. It's good for one, it's good for the other. Anybody I don't who see harmed anybody, way. anybody who caused property destruction, that needs to be dealt with. Yeah, but if you're there making side. your voice heard at the right. people's house, no less, yeah. that, I, that's again, it's a fundamental constitutional right of an American citizen. And people should not be being held political prisoner uh, because of it. For misdemeanors. I that's mean, East Germany. That's East Germany. Tactics. Yeah, that's what's scary. It was an actual fiery but mostly peaceful protest. And the other ones that were the opposite. Was the protest legitimate our, in your our eyes? administration, because... I feel like, is using it as their Reichstag fire. Yeah. That's exactly what they're using it as. Mm -hmm. Do you think that President Trump could have quelled the violence that day? Not him. I don't think no. so, no. Think so. It started while he was still speaking. I was actually there. I, I, I was there to, to see what I thought was going to be the last time I ever saw Trump. A little Diana. So did he tell everybody to go and, and start riding? No. I didn't think so. No, and, and it actually, um, I, I, I stayed for the whole speech, like a ton of people did. Mm -hmm. And then we all headed to the Capitol because he said, let's go to the Capitol and... and Peacefully, let, Peacefully, let our voices keyword. be heard. And we get to the Capitol, we're like, what the hell's going on? Because it had already happened. I'm pretty sure I saw Democratic operatives instigating people to oh, cross totally. barriers. Okay, so if you're just tuning in, that was a, gr a focus group that MSNBC had in Pittsburgh of mm -hmm. Trump voters. And this lady that's heading the focus group is like trying to get do everything she can mm -hmm. to get them to just agree with or mm -hmm. go along with mm -hmm. the narrative about January 6th. And those people who are regular people, they're not commentators, they're not broadcasters, they're not authors, they're not TV personalities. The regular people are in their own way saying what we have said every single day. And this is in a swing state in a liberal city of Pittsburgh mm -hmm. that nobody cares about January 6th. There were some people who behaved inappropriately. Those people should be dealt with. But you do not get to say, oh, my gosh, this is the, the total threat to the republic. And our entire system of governance was almost overthrown when it was happening in every state in the union. And the Democrats didn't bat an eye or do a damn thing about it. Yeah. So this is what happens when mainstream media hacks talk to anybody outside of their corporate bubble, right. right? It didn't go as planned. But here's another take on this, and this may shock you. MSNBC doesn't care. No. Because what they did right there, they just created content. Sure. For all of their channels. Sure. Which they can dissect and talk about for the next week. Sure. Do they care what those people on the panel said? No. Were they trying to convince them? Maybe. But for them, as broadcasters, all they were wanting was the content. And that was about a two and a half minute long thing that we just aired. Sure. I'm sure the entire panel lasted more like 30 minutes to an hour. Yeah. That they could chop up and feed out to the public however they wanted. Here, here, and I agree with you on that. Here's the only difference. 
and I'm speaking only for myself. I'm not speaking for you. I don't care why someone listens to this show. I look at the numbers, and every month I say, I've done my job. I am vested as an individual in outcomes, but the entity itself, WIBC, is not a vessel that is vested in an outcome. MS, and, and we have markedly different opinions. Like, there is no square that everybody in this building, you, me, Hammer, Nigel, Tony, the five regular on-air personalities, have the same political direction or opinion. I am pretty sure that there are probably there is probably at least one person I will vote for that Tony Katz will not. Mm-hmm. We don't have a marching order. We right. don't have a direction of the of the company of the radio station. So the difference is MSNBC has a vested interest in outcomes and they are are an arm by extension of the Democrat party. So while you're right, they're getting content. Mm-hmm. I don't think they cared though what that panel said one way or the other. But they do care the fact that they have not won in the sense of they have not convinced society that every Trump supporter is evil, every Trump supporter is a Nazi, every Trump supporter wants to take mm-hmm. down the government, every Trump supporter was was violent and dangerous and angry on on January 6th and that you have to fear Trump and Trump supporters because they are they want to take away your right to vote or whatever else. They failed epically and so while you're right, they did create content and they don't ultimately and aren't interested in hearing what those people had to say. They do know that they have failed, which mm-hmm. they will view this as a failure. And every poll after poll after poll is saying that, Rob. The latest Harvard-Harris poll asked voters to identify the most important issues facing the country. Inflation ranked first. Uh, what happened at the Capitol ranked 19th. So down there on the bottom, another one from Monmouth University said that 26% of the respondents say the findings unearthed stuff. An even greater number, 35% said democracy is weaker as a result of the investigation. And I love, 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 love that those people, regular people, did not allow that reporter to get away with the bullcrap, which is only one person died. It was Ashley Babbitt who was assassinated for no reason. She was unarmed and she was gunned down and nothing's happened to the person who did that. In fact, that person was declared a hero. The police officer who died did not die because of January 6th. He wasn't killed in a riot or anything like that. Mm-hmm. More people died in Indianapolis during Malik Muhammad. And they mentioned that. And his merry band of misfits, Summer of Love here, than did on the on the, on the the Capitol. Okay. Chris Beatty died in Indianapolis. He was a hero. Why aren't they doing a thing about the riots in Indianapolis and the death of Chris Beatty here in Indianapolis? They're not because they don't actually care about the violence. They care about trying to make Trump a pariah and anybody who would vote for Trump feeling as though they're the only person in the world who would do that. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, 16 minutes after 11. Good morning. Tuesday, a twin spin, a double shot. Well, we started off the show at nine o'clock with a Biden gaffe. Let's do another one. It's Tuesday. Why not? It's the gift that keeps on giving. 20 minutes after 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and President Biden mistakenly referred to Vice President Kamala Harris 
as a great president. <laughs> yeah. This was during an event celebrating Diwali. He delivered the remarks, and at one point, he said happy birthday to her. She turned 58 on October 20th, by the way. He said she was 29, trying to be funny. Uh-huh. Uh, but he did. He, he called her a great president. Uh-huh. Let's take a listen. And you're elected the highest ranking black Indian with Indian background woman in American history to be vice president. You got it right that time. Yeah. Well, there's another clip there, Kevin, where he uh, he called her the president of the United States. Uh, that was from yesterday, actually. I had that one on the uh, clip yesterday because of all the things he identified her as mm-hmm. the first ever black Indian like, what What are we doing here? But there was a clip from, I may have been that same speech, I don't know, where he referred to her as the President of the United States again, mm-hmm. which is not the first time that he has done that. And again, what is wrong with this guy? He feels the need to label her, put put her in a box. He's He's got to check the box. But, what, but every- what's wrong with him, period? I'm not, I'm not talking about the black Indian, whatever he called her, all the names. I mean, black, the, 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 I mean, that's just Democrat liberal labeling ridiculousness that everybody has to have a label and be put in a corner. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know that she's not the, the the vice president. He doesn't know that the student loan forgiveness was an executive order and he's saying it gets, it got by a vote or two. Like, what is wrong with this person? And he's calling her the president. So Bill Maher suggested that he should cut her from the Democratic ticket if he chooses to seek re-election. And when is he going to announce that he's not running for re-election? <laughs> I don't. I, that's going to be it, it, that is going to be a fascinating way out of this. So that's a great question, Casey. So in. 1968, Mm -hmm. Lyndon Johnson was the president. It was technically his first term, even though he had been president for the latter part of, uh, obviously, 1963 and then 64 because of Kennedy's assassination, but it was his first full term. And then he ultimately decided not to run for president because of the Vietnam War. Like, it was very clear, I have... Amped, well, he didn't technically get us into Vietnam. I have amped this thing up without any success to the point where I cannot pull us out, mm-hmm. and yet I cannot make this any better, and thus I will not face my inevitable consequence of being shellacked at the ballot box by Richard Nixon. Didn't he wait really long? He did. To make that announcement? It, well, which he, hinders anybody who's going to try and run because it takes about two years yeah. to have their organization built up. So. And to raise the money. And this is what will be interesting is how do they how do they maneuver him out of this? Because he's mm-hmm. repeatedly said, and I'm not even talking about whether he wants to do it or not. Physically, mm-hmm. he is rapidly declining and he didn't have very far to go when he began. I mean, when Biden became president, you were looking at like, dude, this guy's got a lot of wiggle room. <laughs> I, I just, I mean, he's he is every day now getting something wrong to the point where they can't hide it anymore. Well, and if he would just announce that he's not planning on running, this would give Kamala time to at least act like president and waiting. There's no way it'll be Kamala Harris. It's either going to be Gavin Newsom or Pete Buttigieg. And this is what'll be interesting because the Democrats are such a party of identity politics. Mm-hmm. 
Buttigieg clearly would be the guy on paper, but uh, they're also so wed to radical leftism that Newsom is far more reliable in terms of radical insanity. That, and that'll be what would be interesting to me is where do they go? Because mm-hmm. Buttigieg at least will come off as more level-headed than Newsom does. I, Good luck. I don't know. I have you no idea how he gets that out of it. You don't think that they're going to have Harris as the nominee because no. it's, quote, her turn? No. Just no like, I mean, see Hillary Clinton 2016. It's her turn. No way. She is so disliked by yeah, that party. Yeah, her approval ratings are horrible, but like he just did when he was talking about her, checked a lot of boxes, which are good for the Democratic Party. Yeah, but the Democrats are lip service on that when the rubber meets the road, right? They want to put people into boxes because that's how they get their vote. You're, you know, Kevin is different than Casey. Mm -hmm. Casey is different than Rob. Mm -hmm. Rob is different than Kevin. You people are all so different that the only way you can get ahead in life or have any sense of equality is if government intercedes and becomes some sort of moral arbiter. That's what they tell the voters. But look at how they vote. Look at who runs this country. Nancy Pelosi is a white woman in her 80s who's Mm -hmm. been there forever. Chuck Schumer is, what is he, late 60s, who has been there forever. Bernie Sanders is a white man in his 80s. Leahy is in his 80s. I mean, it's all old white people Mm -hmm. who make the choice because that's what the Democrat Party really is. They box and exclude under the guise of inclusion people and point out all their differences because they needed them to believe they cannot get ahead without government being the arbiter and peacemaker of their differences. But the reality of the Democrat Party is they are a party of old, rich, white people. (laughs) Hey, hey, I have a question for you. Yeah. Okay, so when we come back, I had a very good time at the Hamilton County dinner dinner with Micah last night. Yeah. It was very complimentary of how Hamilton County, the Republican Party, is getting wholly invested in these school board races. Mm -hmm. But something happened at the end of the event. Yeah. Our old pal... The Cowardly Lion. Oh. There was a Cowardly Lion sighting. Diego was there. Yeah. And uh, he said and did something at the end that is everything we have talked about, about why I have told everybody do not Mm -hmm. vote for this guy. Okay, so you want to recap that? I would like to explain this to people because it was absolutely everything I've said on this show for the past six months in one event in front of a room full of people so not like anybody can say this this didn't happen yeah and you've also got a love letter i do and we've got some audio and you've been uh, sparring with uh, michigan politicians i've been texting with michigan politicians that i want to share with everybody so that that's all on the way from 93 wibc It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC at 1132. So last night, Rob Kendall, you are a man about town at the Hamilton County Fall Dinner. Yes, Micah asked me to be his plus one. Mm -hmm. And uh, so many of you I got a chance to meet last night or see again. And we always love hearing uh, from you how much you love the show. A lot of quiet, you know, you're... You're right about Todd Young or, you know, whatever. And that's fine. And there'll be a lot of people who are going to do what they're going to do, and they'll vote how they're going to vote. And, um, you know, it, it's just great to meet many of you. And so one of the things that the Hamilton County Republican Party has done that they should totally be applauded for is that as a county Republican Party, they have recognized 
that thanks to the total inaction by the Indiana General Assembly, of which Republicans totally control everything, a bunch of radical left lunatics have been able to get on these school board seats in Noblesville, Mm -hmm. in Fishers, in Carmel, Westfield. Pick your favorite community up there. And by the way, it's not just up there. Mm -hmm. If you're voting this fall, you better wake up. If you live in Brownsburg, if you live in Avon, all these places have total lunatics that are either running or on the board. And they will win if you don't wake up and realize who's who. Because the Republicans are so afraid of the teachers union in this state that they will not force school board candidates to declare a party affiliation. That is a a colossal failure by the Indiana Republican Party. And at least the Hamilton County Republican Party is trying to do something about this by saying, by the way, one of my favorite parts of last night was uh, Todd Houston, one of the Flanders boys, Mm -hmm. got up there and spoke, the Speaker of the House. And he's talking about how important these school board races are. And it's like, Hello? Yeah. You're the Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. You can ensure these lefties don't get elected. Of course, you don't want to actually do that, but that's another story for another time. So he was talking about, though, how important they, the they school were, board elections the, are. The county party, Hamilton County Party, has done a great job of saying we are going to mm-hmm. actively identify who the Republicans, who the conservatives are in all these school districts and encourage people great. to vote for these people. Yeah. And they totally deserve. Look, look right now, 1135, October 25th, 2022, Rob Kendall saying something nice about the Republicans. They totally deserve the Hamilton County Republican Party a pat on the back mm-hmm. for doing this. And every county party should be doing this. The reality is many of these county parties are run by Republicans who are at the very least super liberal Republicans who don't actually want either Republicans or certainly conservatives on these school boards. But so the whole evening, almost Mm -hmm. every speaker that got up and spoke, they had mayors who spoke, they Mm -hmm. had the county chairman who spoke, they had the commissioners who spoke. Almost every single person was talking about the importance of of these school board races. Yeah. And war, as we all know now, Casey, yeah. to vote for the school board, mm-hmm. you got to work through the ballot. Yes. You got to, you can't just be lazy and go in and hit the straight Republican ticket. Now, why you'd want to do that anyway, given who the Republican candidates for Secretary of State and, and, and U.S. Senate are, whatever. But even if you're a person who wants to do that, you shouldn't do it because you got to make it to the end because the school board races are non-partisan races. So that's been made like very clear throughout the whole evening, like school board, school board, school board, school board. Everybody, we're all unified. Hammering away at it. All five, 600 people, whatever Mm -hmm. it is in this room. Okay, great. Yeah, let's go. It's our plan. Even Rob Kendall agrees with this. All right. Yeah. Um, and then at the ver- so then at the very end they have their statewide ticket come up there minus the Duke of Spendingburg because mm-hmm. he was apparently pumping gas in a staged photo in which there's no car <laughs> which I love to- this is like making the rounds out it's all over social media I love this this the t- this photo is of Todd Young pumping gas with no car is everywhere but so it's Diego it's Tara Klutz the state auditor and Daniel Elliott who is the candidate for state treasurer who is a phenomenal candidate everybody should vote for Daniel Elliott Republican candidate for state treasurer he's great so their job at the end is to read mm-hmm. the list of all the candidates in the room like I'm going to read your name you're going to get up and wave right. you know Fred is running for Westfield City Council hello vote Stand for Fred Stand up Fred say right, hi exactly yeah. so they've got long list each of them is going to read some names and then they get to give a little spiel about why you should vote for me, and then I'll pass the paper on to the next person. So Tara Klutz gets up there, gets it, no problem. Mm-hmm. 
Then they come to Diego. Mm-hmm. Keep Diego in mind, Morales running for Secretary of State. The whole theme tonight, Casey, mm-hmm. from the very start to the very end, has yeah. been the school board candidates. Right. This clown, after he reads a couple names, gets up there and what's he say? Vote straight, ticket, Republican. <laughs> he did not get the message. The whole night, Casey. Uh-huh. Get to the end of the ballot and vote for the school board candidates who are nonpartisan elections. Uh-huh. Diego Morales, vote straight, ticket Republican. Okay, so there's two things that come to mind. The guy who's running for Secretary of State yes. doesn't know how it works. Right. Or doesn't care and he's in it for himself exactly these are the only two things you can decipher from a guy who was there the whole night he mm-hmm. was there from start to finish mm-hmm. either he does not know as the person who will oversee elections in the state of indiana right that if you straight ticket vote mm-hmm. it's going to make it incredibly difficult aka basically impossible to vote for the school board candidates mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. As we've told you Mm -hmm. for six months now, Mm -hmm. this guy is 100% totally in it for himself, and he doesn't care about you or anybody else at all. Maybe it's both. (laughs) It's very well could be that he's totally inept and doesn't care about anybody but himself. Yeah. This is why, and I've had so many people, there are way more people, which is interesting to me, because I feel like I'm way meaner to Young than I am Morales, but I've had a lot more people ask about the Secretary of State's race Mm -hmm. and and the major issues voting for Diego and you should have an issue voting for Diego. He Diego Morales in my life. So I've been actively paying attention to Republican politics in this state for what? 20 years now. Mm -hmm. The first time I voted 18 years old, 2002. He is by far not even close. The worst candidate the Republicans have ever run for statewide office. And yes, that includes Richard Murdoch and Charlie White. Mm-hmm. It is not even close. And if you are a mental pretzel twister that somehow fears, well, what if a Democrat gets in there? What's she going to do? She can't enact law. Let's just play it out and the worst thing happens. Mm-hmm. Let's say Destiny Wells somehow wins. As I told I told this to a wife who is a big fan of ours. I will not name her, but she's a big fan. She's a wife of a prominent politician last night. What is the worst thing that would happen? It would give the Republicans someone to fight with, right? which would be great for us. <laughs> Why would I care whether Diego gets elected or not? The worst thing that could possibly happen is the Republicans actually have to act like Republicans and hone a, uh, keep track of a Democrat. There's, she can't make law. The legislature makes law. Now, the legislature didn't make the law when they let Eric Holcomb and Connie Lawson just arbitrarily change Election Day in 2020, but that's because they were two establishment Republicans, and we don't dare challenge establishment Republicans. So we, the legislature, just said, well, that's fine. You think if— Well, that's why they're supporting Diego Morales. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. There was not one person in that room last night who I had conversations with, because they all wanted to talk about this. Mm Mm-hmm who you walked away saying that person is steadfast that Diego will do a good job as Secretary of State. Not one person that I talked to looked at me and said, yeah, but he's going to do a job, be, great job because of A, B, C, and D. It was all, but what about the Democrat? Mm-hmm. 
Dallas, every single person, it was, we got to stop the Democrat from getting in there. What a pathetic way to vote for somebody. Did you talk with Diego Morales at the Hamilton County Fall Dinner last night? You were in the same room together? Here is my approach, Casey. When I go as someone else's guest, I behave behave in a way that would (laughs) make the... Now, if I had bought a ticket, oh, I would have been right there. But if I am someone else's guest, I want to be a good... Mm -hmm. uh, representative of that person so out of respect for micah you behaved yourself i was very good i was well behaved if people came up and talked to me you know it's the old saying like don't start nothing there won't be nothing like Mm -hmm. when i go to these events if people Mm -hmm. leave me alone and they want to come up and talk and be nice we're great if you want to come up and get into it then i gotta defend myself but again this guy diego is so unqualified. I keep thinking about our conversation with Jeff Moore when I asked him if he had seen Diego out on the road, out on tour, out, you know, shaking hands. And he said he saw him that one time. It was either in Goshen or Elkhart. It was in northern Indiana, and he was doing a parade. And I keep wondering, I'm imagining Diego on the top of a convertible car, you know, waving to the parade goers, that sort of thing. And I just keep thinking that He's thinking he's a rock star and all of these people are coming to see him and he's getting all of this GOP money that is coming in to fund his campaign and he's buying his own publicity. You're right. You know, with, with somebody else's money. Right. And, and this is the, and this is what I, you know, I told people this last night, like at some point, don't you have to stand up for yourself? Like if you vote for Diego Morales, and, and there will be people who will do this. And I know there were, of the hundreds of people in that room last night, there will be hundreds who will do it. But if you vote for Diego Morales, you are lit- you are saying that no matter what garbage the Republican Party feeds me, mm-hmm. I will always eat that garbage because they cannot do any worse for a statewide candidate than Diego Morales. And again, last night at the end of that thing was such a great example. Mm-hmm. All night long, school board, school board. And he stood up and said... The one unifying thing that brought mm -hmm. everybody from Rob Kendall to Todd Houston together was, Mm -hmm. we got to get these school board seats. Okay, let's go. Mm -hmm. And the dude either didn't know (laughs) or didn't Didn't care. care. And if you were to sum up Diego in one sentence, doesn't know... Doesn't care. Doesn't care. (laughs) It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Michigan woman is being charged after allegedly stealing items from Walmart by not scanning all of her items at the self-checkout. This happened in Alpena, which is in northern Michigan. So Teddy Joe Marie was using the self-checkout and loss prevention workers noticed she wasn't scanning every item. So they confronted her and she ended up leaving the store. Well, the incident caused the store to review the surveillance footage. They found out that this woman had stolen more than $1,000 in merchandise by not scanning it from the Walmart. And this had been going on since April. So so at the, like the Walmart in Brownsburg, and I can't think of the last time I've used an actual, whether it's Kroger, Walmart, Target, 
Meyer or wherever mm-hmm. that I actually used a human being to scan out my stuff. Mm-hmm. They have the TVs on them. Right. Like, and I know, so it shows you as you're scanning the stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know someone is looking at me. And uh, Casey, do you do this where you wonder what the person looks like who's looking at you? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think about who's on the other side. And if I'm thinking about it, I always try to wave to the person too. Do you? Yeah. I just always kind of check myself and okay, you know. So... This raises an interesting question, right, that you had posed, because Mm -hmm. I am sure it is probably easier to steal from the self-checkout, because if you've got, I mean, I'm guessing, and I have no idea, maybe if you work at a Walmart or a Target or whatever, that there's, what, one eye in the sky for all those cameras, or maybe there's two eyes in the sky. Well, if you've got continually, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I'm guessing there's eight stations at the Brownsburg Walmart. I don't know if that's standard, more or less, whatever. But if you continually got eight people you've got to keep track of, mm-hmm. the odds that you are going to catch eight people continuously moving items in and out of a cart and making sure you got every single item... Mm-hmm. It's pretty tough, right? It's almost impossible. So uh, while you're saving money in the standpoint of, and I understand, hey, we don't want to have to pay a person to run the register. Mm-hmm. How much are you losing? You And you asked this question. I thought it was a great question. How much are you losing? Right. Well, that's my question. Do self-scanners save more than what's going on with loss prevention? And I have seen lawyers say, never use self-scanners. Because what if you accidentally forget something? You're not trying to steal. You've got something on the bottom of your cart. You forget it. And then all of a sudden, oh, shoplifter. And your intention was not that at all. There has to be. And again, I would love to hear from someone. Maybe you call our hotline at 317-684-8444 and let us know if you're in loss prevention. There has to be some whether they call it prosecutorial discretion, right? But there has to be some discretion amongst the eye in the sky, the loss prevention people of tracking someone down and going, hey, Fred, you forgot to pay for that Mm -hmm. versus, hey, Sally, you clearly were pocketing that in an attempt to not, you know, or what, I mean, there has to be, because you're right, in the course of, like, you've got a cartload of stuff, maybe you miss an item, maybe you forgot it was on the lower level. Certainly, if it's a smaller thing, you put a bag. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're trying to get everything out of the cart, there's nowhere to put the items and you scan it. Maybe a bag gets over, a, you know, a can of soup or something. There has to be some sort of discretion on this. Well, another thing to consider, does standing in line waiting for a cashier put you in more danger when you're shopping? Because you're waiting longer. Oh, yeah rather than doing the self-scan and moving through quickly or quicker. And by the way, somebody's trying to tell me that Alpena, where Alpena is, northern, lower Michigan. You should know that. You're from Michigan. I know where Alpena is. Okay. So settle down. But I've read this, and I thought it was pretty good. Dear Walmart, Target, Home Depot, and all other stores that have self-checkout, you are almost exclusively self-checkout now. The last time I was there, you had a lady stopping everyone at the exit checking receipts. I didn't choose to participate in that nonsense, so I just skipped the exit line and left. I heard her saying, sir, uh, sir, and I just kept walking, raised the receipt above my head, leaving the (laughs) store. So you can either trust me to do the self-checkout, or you can put your cashiers back in place like it used to be. I'm not interested in proving that I did your job for you. You want me to be a cashier with no training? That's your problem, not mine. Don't audit me 
for a position you refuse to employ any longer. Signed, all of us. Hey, we have two great pieces of audio that Kevin pulled that I think might be old after date. Can we get to them real quick? Yeah, let's do it. One is uh, more Ted Cruz on The View. Yes, I love this. So Whoopi Goldberg, apparently, and Ted Cruz totally owns her on this, um, apparently had no idea that in 2020 there was violence going on all across the country in liberal states done by mostly incredibly liberal people. Listen. Mm -hmm. No, you know, here's the thing. We may not like when Republicans win, but we don't go and we don't storm. We don't try to change what we'll go to the did I miss an entire year of Antifa riots where cities across this country were Antifa burning and, and police cars well, were being yeah, firebombed? You Your position is the left doesn't engage in violence, really? No, they wanted to nuke our friend Mike Pence. Like, we how didn't do we do, make you sense just of that? accused us of doing something we didn't do. Apparently, Portland, Seattle, uh, Chicago, New York, mm-hmm. uh, pick your favorite, Atlanta, major, major metropolitan city, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, not aware of that. One other piece that I wanted to get to, we got to give Nancy Pelosi some credit. She, uh, oh, This was over the we weekend. Do. She, no, we got to do it. <laughs> she told the truth. When it comes to inflation, mm-hmm. Democrats want to change the subject. Yeah, they do. And the fact is, is that uh, when I hear people talk about inflation, as I heard them there, we have to change that subject. Inflation is a global phenomenon. The EU, the European Union, the UK, the British have higher inflation rate than we do here. It's not the fight is not about inflation. It's about the cost of living. Why does she think that that's a consolation for people? Oh, you know what? Europe has higher inflation than we do. It's a, it's a winning strategy at the ballot box. Hey, it could be worse. You could be Europe. Right? No, take care of us here in the United States of America. That's what's important to us. All right. Thank you, Rob. Good job, Kevin. And thank you for listening today. And, of course, we're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. teaching.